brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, good God. So now we've got to talk for five minutes or so to get to the intro to this one. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> so, so everybody's just now listening to this. We just finished our previous podcast. Yeah. And now we're switching over to this podcast. Good afternoon, Miss Mims. Hi, Team Mame Noir. Hello. You know, you don't have to say the noir part. I actually, that's only my married name. Oh, that's your married name? What? So before, okay, so that's really funny, right? So before we, before we jump too much into the podcast, I'll explain the noir part of my name. That's very weird. Oh, so, God. Obviously, um, I am a drag queen that's obsessed with all things like old Hollywood, um, as we as we already know. So your married Mame, name, God. So Auntie Auntie Mame is uh, Auntie Mame is for the audience that doesn't know. It's based on an old movie from the 1950s um, that I was obsessed with. Um, and so when it got time for me to actually like create a platform in terms of like social media and all of this stuff, I could not find anybody. I couldn't find a way to do my name that it kept being taken by other people. Um, whether it be like, I don't even know how anybody else had the idea to have their name like mine, but whatever. Um, so I decided to create a married name, which was Auntie Mame Noir. And Auntie Mame Noir is actually still inspired by old Hollywood. And I'm going to tell you why, right? I know this because sounds crazy. Noir films? Two two reasons, okay. right? You ready? So I'm gonna put the, on some eye makeup while you're talking about right? this. <laughs> so the, the the noir the noir is inspired by two things. Number one, uh-huh. my favorite genre of of old Hollywood are film noirs, and secondly, 
because it's inspired by Shirley Temple. Because when she got married, her name became Shirley Temple Black. Oh, it did, didn't it? So that's where, like, my love of all things old Hollywood, that's where it came from. So my formal name, uh, if you call it that, my married name is Shirley Temple Black. Also, I'm Black. (laughs) Kind of a medium brown, but here we are. Close enough. So So, yeah, so anyway... (laughs) For you, for you, designing uh, designing women podcast listeners, if you that's a little bit of bio about about one of your hosts. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I would like to segue just a little bit um, that we have gotten listeners from new countries now, and Ooh. I would like to say salam to Indonesia. Yes. Privet to Russia. Russia! And hello, Netherlands! Oh, the Netherlands! Oh, I love your drag, Netherlands. I love it. Send us some wooden shoes. We would love those. I would gladly wear the wooden clogs in a performance. She would. She I would. would. I would. She would. It, it would yeah. be highly embarrassing, and I would love every minute of it. I would do it. I remember... So back in our high school days, we had a um, a social studies English English history teacher um, who shared the name of a uh, black civil rights leader. Uh, I re- I remember him saying one thing about how we should never go to war with Greece because we should never fight a group of men who can fight in skirts and wooden clogs. <laughs> mildly homophobic, mildly not. He was a huge Democrat either way. <laughs> mildly homophobic, you know. But it speak- was, it's the South. <laughs> but speaking about that, let's move to something even more uncomfortable. Boy, episode three. Holy <laughs> crap. Let's talk about a big affair. I'm Julia Sugarbakers. I'm Julia Sugarbakers. I'm Julia Sugarbakers. And that's Marjorie. Just so you will know, and your children will someday know, is the night the lights went out in Georgia. The lights went out, the lights went out the lights went out the lights went out and that is the night the lights went out in georgia i'm sorry i didn't know well now you do yes october 20th 1986 um i was not prepared for this episode I, so, I, I mildly remembered it, but I was not prepared for it. So, so I'm, I'm watching these episodes with my husband, and this, this one, this one was a, this one was, this one was trying. He's never seen Designing Women before, so I, I had to remind him we are still in the first season of an '80s sitcom. And then he said, "But, but, but the, 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 the night the lights went out, George has already happened." I was like, "I know, I know." No, it it will get better. J- just, just. I just... mean, it's not. Well, the thing is, is that like, 
Oy. Um, the thing is, is that it wasn't a bad episode so much as it was like, what are we doing? Like, we, you took We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, so we get, we go through the title, um, title screen and Meshach Taylor still nowhere to be found. Still no Meshach Taylor. Um, so we're at Sugar Bakers. Yes. And Charlene's on the phone with the fraternity. That stupid frat. And, and, and they, they have no money. And she she loans them money and wants money back in thirty days. Wait 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 wait. Hold on. Okay. We are not, not going to skip that one joke. Okay. The slave, the slave week joke. Oh God. So they have a slave week <laughs> that they didn't make any money from, and she's like, "Well, I would I wouldn't think you would. The black the black boys would be too comfortable with that." Right. Like what? Like what? Huh? What? What? Well, I mean, remember, then, then we're not even done with the jokes about them because then later we find out, you know, t- three of their members came from dot 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 Ethiopia. Yes, God. And then even later you see them, and there's only one black kid in there. But whatever. Like what's happening? <laughs> whatever. Char Charlene is loans the money. You know, um, like they remind her of her brother. Yes. Uh, and then we cut the commercial. Yes, that was a <laughs> weird commercial break. I, I'm wondering if these commercials, these first commercials are actually where the theme is supposed to go. Because I think it I think it used to be a cold open no, the no. theme. No, I don't oh, think was so. Oh, was it not? Okay. No, no it's just that the, that the theme took so long that that's why they had to insert the commercial so soon. Because the theme song took so long. <laughs> Now, so we're... I think that one of my things, you know, um, I think one of the best lines in this one is uh, when Charlene is talking about when she was a child and because because uh, Julia makes that thing. Well, if you're old enough to order, you're old enough to pay. And uh, Charlene goes on her little rant about ordering from the Montgomery Ward catalog. And then they were like, and then they were, <laughs> what's, that, what's that face you're making? Aren't you skipping ahead like no. two or three pages? No. This, this is all pre-commercial? Good. No, this was right after the commercial break. Girl, Suzanne, you, you have missed Suzanne coming in. Oh, was that after Suzanne came in? I think so. I don't think so, because I think that's when Julia's talking about, because I have on here. Because no, Suzanne comes in after this, because that's when, Suz- when when they talk about... Uh, I have my notes here, so so I do that's, too. So that's when Charlene she talks about ordering from the Montgomery Ward catalog, and then Julia said, "Charlene, I'm so surprised. You're always such a mature person." And Mary Jo said, and she says, "Well, there is this person in my class, and they used to get on my nerves all the time." Oh, that's it, right, right. And then Mary Jo's like, "I totally understand." And then Julia makes the best line where she says. Sometimes it frightens me that you two have actually found each other. I think that's amazing. <laughs> that spoke so, to the, our relationship so much. It's true. So may, maybe it's just because I didn't think any of that was funny. Oh, so- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna admit one more time. I know at the very end of this episode, we're going to talk about whether we like this episode or not. You may have a hint. Wow. <laughs> by, by, that, by that comment. Wow. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, so so then we have Suzanne coming in, and yes. this is such a she, 80s she does thing. not know how to fill her gas tank. That is and such an 80s thing, by the way. She paid a quarter to a family to pay it for her. Now, let me tell you a little side story, right? Uh-huh. So my very first relationship, it was awful. However, one of the benefits was the, the his family, and he actually had an aunt that even in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, she still went to the one place in Danville, Virginia that didn't have self-service because she refused to pump her own gas. My mother would love to do that still. If she could, if she had a not self-service to where she could just tip somebody to pay to do it. Well, you know, in, in New Jersey, it, it's gas stations are unionized. So what? you... Yeah, you have to pay somebody to fill your gas tank. What? Yeah. That's okay. There is no self-service in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Pay everyone a living wage, everyone. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Back to the the show. So, Um, so, 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 so she gives, she gives them a nickel and she's like, she's very upset because, uh, the, the the woman just gave her the bird and julia has one of my favorite lines in this let us not criticize until we walk a mile in those pumps yes. <laughs> i didn't even write that one down because i knew you were going to <laughs> so and then we also find out that suzanne's old housekeeper is gone because she's hemorrhaging <laughs> You caught that too, right? I was like, wait, what? Like, what? That's a... They say it, like, they say it in so passing. I was like, uh... What? What? Hem- hemorrhaging? Yeah, I was like, that's a... That's a pretty major thing. And so then we find out she's having a party <laughs> with a new housekeeper from one of those small countries that always has trouble. Yeah. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's so many problematic lines in this episode. Now her and Julia are going back and forth with being real rich white Southerners talking about how hard it is to find help, etc., etc., etc. Again, I I didn't write a lot of that down because it made me uncomfortable to even think about. <laughs> I was I I had the same feeling. I was like, oh wait. I was like, I was like, we just had like like two episodes of likability that just got yeah. obliterated. Yes, yes. It's we're... like it's like we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! and he went, obliterate. Right. Yeah, I was I was having that same feeling. I was like, uh, are these supposed to be likable characters still? Because they're not. Um, and then so Suzanne goes over to Charlene. It's like, hey, Charlene, I'm going to set you up with Mason Dodd. Mason Dodd. And Mason comes in immediately, and he's played by Walter Olkowitz. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he's most known for Grace Under Fire. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah, it's it's on here, too. We can review that one day if you know. Okay. Thank I don't you. want to. I don't want to rewatch it. I just forgot about it. I probably <laughs> forgot about it on purpose. 
I didn't, I mean, to be very honest, like, if we pause for a second, let's be very honest. Uh-huh. Being, a, being a person that was raised in, like, a African-American leaning household, even yeah. though we're more than one race, we just did not particularly like blue-collar comedy-based shows. Like, my, yeah. my mom... None of them. She didn't like any of them. Like they, they, they served no purpose to her because she was just like, I don't care about this. Like, okay. you know. So I mean, that's how Grace Under Fire was as well. I remember we tried to watch it, and my mom was just like, No, thank you. What about Roseanne? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. If if you can't tell right now, Auntie Bame Noir is pretty hot. So lip gloss. Lip gloss. That's all. It's popping, girl. My lips were—they were drying out. Okay, so there's a problem. There's a problem with Mason. Uh, he's fat. He's fat, America. He's fat. And America, he's fat. America. He's not that fat. America, he's got some jaws, but America, he's not that fat. He was fat for the eighties. America. He was not that fat for the 80s. No, I'm America being, I'm was being fat funny. in the 80s. I'm being, I'm being funny right <laughs> I know. now. Right? Like, he was, yeah, he was overweight. He was hefty. But, honestly, they talk about it in this episode like it was my 600-pound story. Like, like he's going to keel over with a heart attack right there. Like he, needs a, like, he needs a scaffold to, like, get him out of his house to go get him liposuction. I mean... I, 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 let's keep going. So, Suzanne forces them on a lunch. Charlene, she's got, says she's got too much, she, well, they get to the lunch and Charlene says she's going to cancel. But she's very, she's very enamored because his card has a fat joke on it. This says something like, help, I've been eaten by a fat guy. Yes. Yes. So this is the point in the episode where I'm trying my best to figure out mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to stand on this episode. I'm like, I don't I don't understand in terms of like, is the show making fun of fat people at this I, point? So I think I, I I'll tell my opinion at the end. I will save okay. my opinion till the end. Okay. Because I, I, I think this is opinion at the end. Okay. So, we go to the next day. Back to the uh, fraternity. Yes. And Mary Jo is now on the phone with them. Yep. And they've attempted to return the couches. They left the couches in the alley behind the store. <laughs> Which... How did no one notice this? There's no alley in the, from what we see for the, it's a palatial estate. Dare well, I say a plantation. <laughs> so, uh, hush now. Um, please let's not go down that route. Um, no. So I think what happened was, is that it came from a store, right? Uh-huh. Like an actual store, not their store, like not their location. I think it came from an actual store. Right. And they well, dropped it off, but apparently there was vomit all over it. No, I think that the, I thought it was part of what they were designing, so they bought it through them. That's what I took it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So they were trying to return it back to them without paying, which is really, really after it was thrown up on. After it was 
disgustingly damaged, apparently. Um, now, this is the part that was it was really funny to me is because, uh, you know, obviously you can see where this joke is going, right? Mary yeah. Jo, she feels so bad that she's like, I'm going to send you guys some money so you uh-huh. can put it toward the couch. Uh-huh. And then Julia is like, let me talk to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like in her firm way. And I like that. I love the little moment of like his parents having the car accident. Because yeah. as we learn in this episode, it's kind of like we get to the point where we're like, are any of the things actually true that he keeps saying about his life? Because yeah. a lot of it sounds just like BS, but they never confirm nor deny that they find that out for sure. Right. Like his, his parents died in a car accident. He's saving up for his brother's prosthesis. Prosthes- yes. And three of the people are three of the people were from Ethiopia in there, which if they can afford... I don't want to go into that, because that didn't even make sense. How so, are three so, students from Ethiopia over in your fraternity at this point? And and my guess is they're in Atlanta, which means it's probably Emory, which probably means it's a lot of money. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, let's right, continue. Mind you, mind you, we're just episode three, right? They're not... They're, 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 oh, they're yeah, I know, 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 I know. But I can, you can sort of see why CBS was like, let's try find a different time slot. Um, so the and so julia shoes mary joe away and she's like look i'm going to split up your payments into four they're going to be with interest but you're going to get a check from me for the first one and you're going to send it straight to charlene um and yeah so she gives ends up giving the may too and then she said that Oh, you're going to pay me back after your carnival. Well, in my day, the big thing was a kissing booth. Yes. And kissing like, oh, is... oh, that's passe now. Uh-huh. It's like, wait, what? And then then I, I did you catch the, oh, what, what was this line about the other booth they want to set up? I don't oh, think that's appropriate. I don't think that's an appropriate booth for such an occasion. <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh... Uh... Yeah, maybe a little, I don't know. Um, which looked really gross with my Katya Red Scare lipstick on. The most fantastic lipstick. Get it, Trixie Cosmetics, when it comes back. Anyway. <laughs> Charlene comes back in. She just uh, had lunch with Mason. She really likes him. But wait, wait. He's fat. He's fat, America. Again, we're reminded. He's- He's fat. Charlene can't handle it. And we go to commercial. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, before we go to commercial, uh-huh. let's not let's not forget the moment where she's like, I'm so happy as she's literally dissolving into tears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my like this is the happiest is, I've ever been. My brain is literally like, because once again, this is supposed to be the most likable character on the show. And she is now being like quite terrible. <laughs> So I would also like to throw in right here. Gene Smart is five foot nine. So my height normally. In heels, she's probably close to six. Cause she wears three four inch heels. Those are some fucking stilettos. Excuse my language, America. I can I get one. It, let me just tell you, that height in the eighties wasn't popular either. Nope. She no. was. She is not a dainty little woman with big boobs. Nope. 
just oh this episode so we go to commercial and we're back and charlene is embarrassed because he 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 makes a lot of fat jokes and that he's fat so she's just embarrassed it's both it's like it's not just that he's fat it's that he literally like he's and they're not good jokes by the way they're not no they're not like hilarious like oh you're really taking yourself down no 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 they are basically like self-abusive jokes. Yes. Uh, about himself. Yes, 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 yes. So, Charlene then asks Mary Jo and Julia if they've ever dated a fat person. Oh, this line. They oh both say God. no. Oh. And then Julia says, I did ride an elephant once at the Kenya Club. I'm like, A, I related to that line. Because I have said some things like from brain to mouth or from heart to mouth without thinking about them before but <laughs> he's not that fat <laughs> yeah, he's not like i so in my head it's true that some things change as we get older but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia brain fog moodiness and weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And so this is, I mean, obviously now we're in a different time period of America and the world where fat has changed a lot, right? In terms right. Of, of of how we talk about like weight, how we talk about body image, how we do everything like that. Right. And the thing is, that's so crazy to me is like none of, none of them, not a single one of the four of the women, none of them were body positive. <laughs> Like no. none of them. That's it. I think for me, like that's the thing that kept hitting my head like the hardest is like, you know, normally like well a, a great idea, right? So this is something that happens in improv. We call it an A B conversation, right? Uh -huh. So you got you got one opinion, you got a second opinion. Those are your two characters. Yep. The, th the third person when they come in, they are either going to double down on A or double down on B and make it unbalanced, right? Which is where the comedy comes from. Right. There's no A and B. No. there's just it's all a it's all he's fat that's a problem he's fat that's a problem so i was like that's where i feel like some of the lack of comedy came from is because the whole thing was just more kind of abusive so i'm looking at the most popular sitcoms of 1986 okay and there really weren't that many fat people on television well, I tried to tell you that earlier. That wasn't so, we didn't start we didn't start getting into that until like the mid nineties, right? Like that's that, when like that's I mean, and actually technically 
they got really prominent in the 2000s, right? Because that's right. when King of Queens came out, and that's when you know the, it became not as big a deal. The one I can, the one exception that I can find, and he's probably bigger than this dude proportionately, is George went as Norm in uh, Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, Bull from uh. Bull wasn't fat. He wasn't fat. He was, but he was stocky. He was but this stocky. dude, this dude, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if he's actually fat or if he's just wearing. He's just got those jowls that they dressed him fat. No, like I'll, I'll tell you what. No, it's not that. I can give it to you in better terms, right? So, okay. he is, he is, he is, he is plus size, but. The reason that he is, I don't like using, I don't like using the he word fat. He has to shop at Lake Bryant. <laughs> oh, I hate using the word fat, right? So um, he is plus size, but what it is is, and I don't know this Dress barn plus. I hate you. I don't know, I don't know what this guy's background is, but I'm almost certain that he probably played football, yeah. right? Which yeah. made him broader. And so that's what makes him look yeah. much larger than than probably he actually is, is because it's you know it's just like like the muscle bears right that we're yeah. used to. They if you put clothes on them, you know they look very different than they do like when they were like shirtless. Well, Charlene has decided she's going to break up with him. Why? Because he's fat. Because he's fat. So Suzanne then comes in and introduces her new maid. Like, like introduces, I mean, like speaks about her because you never see her throughout the entire, entire show. Uh, we never see Consuela. Um, Consuela, um, who 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 is uh, learned a like. There's lots of racism going on. Let's let's. So much <laughs> oh my! Like, like yeah, she 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 can't start because her animals can't start immediately because her animals are in quarantine from getting off the boat julia says something like well that's the oldest excuse in the book i couldn't tell whether that line was supposed to be a dig at suzanne or not it didn't come off as one no but it came it, off as genuine right but but like and also i didn't understand the line where she talked about the consuela's brother being a meat packer like I thought to my, I was like, so wait, Consuela's brother lives in Atlanta also, or like, what? What is that? I mean, if if she's just coming from like a third world country, like that's rather coincidental that she's coming coming yeah. here, and the agency got her here, and is yeah, is good. once again, this, yeah. I I a lot of times I felt like in this episode, their their jokes themselves were at the expense of making sense, right? Yeah. Like like it just didn't make sense. So Mary Jo and Julia gang up on Suzanne for setting her up. Mm -hmm. And then we like Charlene's like, I guess we miss it because she says, fine, I'll go to dinner. Like they don't actually resolve it, but we go to Suzanne's and she's at the dinner. Yeah, right? no, she, there is a point where she actually says, fine, I'll do it. Right. She, but yeah. That's also in the same area where she calls uh, Suzanne her, an interior designing pimp. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're at Suzanne's, who, for being as rich as she is, her house is not that great. No, I no. was really surprised. Yeah. Like, and we're, they could have done better with a set for that. We're, 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 we're at the dinner. Mary Jo is tipsy. 
They're talking about like Southern ladies and how they're seen differently throughout. Now, but before before you say something about this, I have a question for you. Okay, sure. Who's the man that's beside Mary Jo? Like, <laughs> he's there. He's not. I mean, he's not there with Mary Jo. I don't think. I think he's there. Well, no, actually, no. Apparently, he. I don't actually know because I was gonna say he's not there with Mary Jo. But then later, when we were out on the balcony or on the on the thing, like he's not with Suzanne. Um, so he's yeah, he's just sort of in the background creeping. He's just like sort of they, there. Why did they need an extra? I don't. I mean, I guess to make it. I guess they needed the extra so that it didn't look awkward with Charlene having the only male at the dinner party. So maybe we're just supposed to assume he's just like another friend of Charlene or somebody's. I don't know. Maybe he's got a homosexual name. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Episode four. Um, but but Mary Jo's tipsy, and her and Charlene are going back and forth talking about how Southern people are always portrayed like sexed up people and how they're stupid, blah, 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 blah. It didn't really seem to fit in because you know what? Southerners don't really talk about whenever there's not a northerner in the room, how the South is portrayed. We're just getting drunk. And then we're having lots of sex because we are sexed up crazy people. <laughs> I mean, I I would never know. I was never a party to this conversation since everybody thought I was an undercover Yankee. <laughs> See, there you go. That, but we did have the conversations with you about why the South will rise again. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> so. I did, at, speaking of this, just a little aside... Um, w w during during the inauguration, one of my coworkers came up to me and said, "If the South will rise again, and this is how it's rising, I need to leave." <laughs> 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 so, um, we, we we Consuela has started screaming "boo" at Suzanne and scaring her. So she she's she's offset or onset grabs the grabs a dish turns around goes through this door which is the cheapest piece of set I've ever seen and all of a sudden you hear somebody with a bad Spanish accent behind going boo and like she drops the plate starts screaming at her I thought she sounded more like Romanian yeah yeah. But she's from one of those small countries that have a lot of issues. It could be anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this is also when um, uh, when he does another fat joke about the soup. Remember the gazpacho? Yeah, and she's yes. like, "Oh, you don't have a bowl." He's like, yeah. "It's okay. I'll just take it from here. I'm used. I'm used to using a trough." And I was like, "Who makes that joke about themselves?" Like that joke is only that? appropriate if you're at Golden Corral. Like. That, oh, God, this guy, this guy. Yeah, and it's it's like 9.15, and they're starving. Uh, Suzanne's been threatened with a knife by Consuela. It was a small knife. So Charlene and Mason go to have a talk. Yes, the talk. So Charlene is like, why do you always say such embarrassing things about yourself? It turns it all about her right it's like what do you know how that makes me feel and mason said mason says 
Well, I don't think we can date because you're poor and you're stupid. I feel like you should say C-U-N-T in there, but <laughs> I apologize to our dear listeners. If you don't know what that word means, I didn't say it. I did spell it. You can Google it. See you but... next Tuesday. <laughs> um, uh, where was I at with this mess? And like, he's doing it. He's just, do oh, and then he says, you know, no, 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 no. Do you see how much that hurts when you do that to me? And she gets very upset. But this is, okay, let's stop here for a minute though, right? Yeah, because let's do. <laughs> this is the part that makes literally no sense. He turns it around on her, but literally the whole episode has just been him making fat jokes about himself. Yeah. So I get, I was so confused by this because so you do care that you're fat like you do care that people are judging you because of your fatness and all like okay so maybe you should probably stop making jokes about yourself like because it sounded like based on every time charlene went out on a date with him like that's all he did mm -hmm. all the date is make fun of his weight so i'll keep my analysis for the end Okay, I, 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 we, we don't have much more of the schlong to get through. When Charlene almost said, get down on your hands and knees, I yes. was yes. done. He's, I, was, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. Like, like crap. <laughs> the thing is, if he is as rich as he says, he could, I, I think our past president shows that he could have, that's about his size. There you go. He's about the same size as Donald Trump. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Donald Trump's fat, but he's not like... Grossly obese. Exactly. Um, according to his doctors, he's in perfect health and can run 10 miles. Yes. Um, in his mind. Um, but, you know, the here's the thing, right? It's like, it, I... This is just a very, obviously, uh, everybody listening, this is a very disjointed episode, right? Yeah. Like, things don't make sense. The the logic paths of, like, conversations don't make sense. And 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 all of that is, I think, <laughs> I think it's summed up well by how this episode ends. Yes. Right? Because Mason and Charlene, they're going to continue to work out their differences together. They kiss, and he, he, wants, to, he wants to bone her. They kiss. Oh, by the way, remember earlier in the episode where she's like, I can't get my hands around him. And she got her hands around him and kissed him. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> and this is when it's, what was it, 10 o'clock at this point when the flowers arrive? Yes, it was. Really? The flowers arrive and Suzanne's like, I'm not used to getting flowers this late. And then you hear singing outside. And apparently the frat is outside, has brought them all their money for the, because they're using, you know, the other people's, all their money combined, um, has paid them back and they're outside singing at them. And like, they're, they're all just standing there in this glow of happiness as these eight or 10 uncomfortable people sing at them. Only Boy. one black person, no three Ethiopians. There was an Asian guy too. There was an Asian guy. Yes, Asians are not Ethiopian. 
Um, I yeah. mean, they can be. You know, I'm not going to say they're not, but they can be. Um, but, you know, there was a point at which um, you can tell that I actually like there was one clever line in there. And I, I forgot to write it down, but there was one clever line where Suzanne basically intimates also that she also gave them money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, did they all give them money at this point? Oh, I feel like Suzanne just paid the whole thing. But I, that, that's that's the way I took it. Like, I wouldn't be she's like, this is all for me. Yep. And oh, she's like, Suzanne. yeah, like, I, I just feel like she paid all. But then, then when she said, but I don't recognize any of them. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. I, I mean, I got it, but I didn't get it. I was like, yeah. uh, are we? Yeah, like, like, Walter just sent the lower levels, like the, the frat pledges, maybe. Or maybe she screwed some of them. I don't know. There was just, it's just a lot of open-ended things in this episode that made it a little crazy. Hi, Divine Miss Mims here. If you're enjoying this nonsense, you can follow us at Mims and Mame on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And drop us a line in our DMs. Also, to our Patreon supporters, thank you. We couldn't do this without you. So, <laughs> we have two things to get through. I don't know. Did you did you find yourself in Miss Georgia world like I asked? I did, I did. I, I found like I, I'm looking through these each episode and finding my favorite outfit. Okay. This Georgia World. Okay. You're, you're more than welcome to join me. Okay. So my Miss Georgia World this time was Suzanne's look with the blue and black checks and the black oh. skirt. Oh. I love it. It was fantastic. I actually hated everybody's clothes in this episode. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't taking note for the Miss Georgia world, but I was just I was just kinda like it just yeah, was well, like it was just a, like a lot of satin. Just well, satin everywhere. Well your Miss Georgia world could be his jowls. Um so so My Miss so. My Miss Georgia World for this episode would be Consuela. Uh, because yeah, you didn't see her. Because you didn't get to see her, but boy, she sounds like she's gonna be a good time. So, so, did you like this episode? I don't know. <laughs> give no. me your brief analysis and I will, I will tell you whether I liked it and I will give you my brief analysis. I just didn't like, I, you know me, even with comedy, I like a logic path and no, it just made no sense. None of it made sense. Like none of the directions made sense of where the, where the storylines were headed or where the character development headed. Like there was no character development. Charlene never technically like, apologized for the way that she's been acting the, at the end of it. And for me, like, that was what I was looking for. I was like, hey, is she even going to, like, kind of have some remorse? And no, she doesn't have remorse. She just has, like, oh, okay, let's work it out. What? So, yeah, for me, no. I was not a fan of this episode. Thank goodness for the next one. So... I, I, I will I will give I will give my analysis finally. I think I think this episode what makes it even worse was it was well intentioned and poorly written. I think they were trying to come off as not that he's fat, but that he 
that that Charlene was supposed to come for a catharsis, and it was it was supposed to be, hey, it's not the fact that you're fat that bothers me; it's the fact that you're so down on yourself that bothers me. Um, I think it was trying to be progressive. I think that if Linda Bloodworth Thompson wrote this, she should have burned the script. This feels like a failed pilot. This feels like something that is very disjointed. I did not like this episode whatsoever. I cannot find a redeeming... Yeah, I have one redeem. I do have one redeeming little glimmer when when Dixie Carter has to say the line about the elephant. You see this look in her eyes, like "What the hell have I just said?" Um, so for that, I still don't like it. I think I think that uh, Suzanne probably had the best episode out of everybody because she's at least consistent with her character. Well, I mean. The thing is, is that Suzanne, she, if you remember, right, Suzanne is actually the only one that doesn't, she's not positive, but she's the only one that's neutral about his appearance. Right. She never, she never brings it up. She never talks about it. She's just like, what's the big deal? Like, you know, yes, it's because he's very rich. Yeah. But, like, that it's sad to say that, like, she came off as the best character this week. Because the rest of them were so terrible. Actually, the best character, the best character may have been that guy. Whoever he was. <laughs> the random dinner party guy. The random dinner party guy who's just sitting there like, why am I in this episode? Is it, be is it because he's so much thinner than, than uh, Mason? So mm. you get like a visual comparison of, oh no, he's fat. And the and the Emmy for best guest appearance in a sitcom variety show goes to guy at table with no lines for designing women. Yay! Like, like he did not even get in the union for it. He no. got no lines. Like, no lines. you got to say something on the screen to fill not your union. A, not even a reaction shot, right? No, nope. like, not even like when Mason made the the line about the trough. If he had been drinking water and just said, <laughs> "Oh my god," like something yeah. like that. Union! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go get sacked that way, baby. <laughs> Future Cable Ace Award winner. That guy. <laughs> oh, God. So, 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 so next week. Next week, we 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 have a we have oh, a new this episode. My, this is one of my favorite episodes, by the way. It really it's, is. It's called Julia's Son. Yep. Oh. Um, so so y'all join us again next week. We we apologize for the last for missing you last week. We did. I'm so sad. I'm sorry, America. I got sick. I'm so sorry. He's he's much oh, better. She's also much better Russia, now. Russia, Indonesia. What were the other places? The uh, Netherlands. The Netherlands. Uh, I, so, so I'm, I'm very sorry. What we're going to do is we're going to just uh, put me on an IV drip from now on. So every time I get sick, 
we won't be missing these anymore. Uh, or, or, or what? What we may just do is record two of these in a row. That way, I'll always yeah. have one at the bank. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> in case, in case you don't know too much about me, because uh, you are all still getting to know me. I'm what they call a sickly getting human. To oh, getting, getting to know her. Getting to know all about, about my bugs. <laughs> getting I to can, like her. She I can just to... barely breathe. <laughs> oh, by the way, the worst part about this episode is I'm fat, so I was offended. <laughs> <laughs> S P H A T in case y'all don't know. Oh no, it's both. <laughs> oh, and on that note, girl, I will see you in our next episode. Yes, thank you for listening to uh to Baking Sugar Designing Women Podcast. If uh if you are listening, Dress Barn Plus, we would like to have your sponsorship. So thank you. Uh thank you for listening. We love you all. Have a sweet evening. Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> you okay over there, girl? Oh, you had me at dress barn, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> I hate that one so much. <laughs> oh. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.